Lord God, Heavenly Father, may we study your word here this morning. Lord God, teach us by your own words. Encourage and challenge the church in these times. In your son's name we pray. Amen. If you would, please be seated. Uh, this morning we're going to study uh, Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. Uh, it is the account of that first uh, Easter morning when the women went to the tomb. So if you would uh, read this with me. Luke chapter 24 verse 1. But on the first day of the week, So why are they going to the tomb? Why are they going with spices? And that can be found uh, in just uh, a couple uh, verses before. The women who had come with Jesus, this is Good Friday, from Galilee, followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home, prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. They were going to the tomb for a funeral. They were going to see Jesus' body. They laid there. They saw with their own eyes. They saw where they laid him, so they were going, as tradition, to go and, and prepare the body because they didn't have enough time on Friday. So they were going to see the dead body of Jesus. And so this morning, do we, do we get a change in the way things went? Do we see a change when the women get to the tomb? And so this morning, I want to talk about change. It's not something we like to talk about. Anyone serve in the military? Nobody. Thank you. Yes. Raise those arms high. Men and women who serve in our armed forces, man, we just thank you guys for your service this morning. But I, I want to ask you guys, did you go through basic training? You want to leave it behind you. All right? You loved it that much. Basic training, man, just a, a quick picture of this. Of, of, um, did you go in uh, with misconceptions? Did you like, oh, this is going to be a breeze? Uh, did you get a rude awakening as soon as the bus stopped? Probably, yeah. You got off the bus. Um, they took a look at your haircut and said, hey, it ain't going to happen. All right? They probably did that. Now, if you notice in the picture, there's a, uh, someone in, in fatigues, uh, and uh, they're probably shouting words of encouragement uh, to this young man doing push-ups. And, and, of course, this is probably something where, where he is just there for mutual support, Right? Uh, and so we see this carried on that um, in basic, you go in and then supposedly you come out stronger. True? When we send off our young men and women into the military, do we expect them to come back different? Do we expect our military, hey, we're shipping you off to war in six months. I want you to sit around, eat potato chips on the couch, and just watch TV for six months. Would you want to send your daughter to war after that kind of training? Do you want to send your son into fire with that kind of training? Probably not. And so our military... 
uh, is designed and trained in order to take on the challenges of tomorrow, not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. Uh, and so that is why we send them to play in the mud, literally. Uh, and so, therefore, what we put our men and women through, uh, it changes them so that they come out uh, and they serve uh, even better than they do now. Uh, and so this morning, really had to ask you about, about um, you know, if, if we're talking about uh, basic training, uh, what benefit comes from challenge? Do you like to be challenged? Do you like it when he challenges you when you ask him to do something? Probably not, because it's the last time he will challenge you, correct? <laughs> you better believe it, all right? I see that in her eyes. She's saying, you do it once, and we're going to come alongside you twice, and it ain't going to happen, all right? And so uh, sometimes uh, when we're young, we like to challenge. We love to challenge. Sometimes we get a little bit older, uh, and we don't like challenge at all, do we? You guys, we don't like change. We like the same thing to happen over. Routine is great. Routine is good. We're used to something. The problem is we don't grow we don't grow by routine. We grow when something challenges us. Uh, and so this morning, just have to keep that in mind. Uh, we went through the red letter challenge, 40 days uh, of figuring out from Jesus' own words, from his red letters, the words that he actually spoke and said, okay, as a church body, what does that mean for us? So we went through and I said, hey, why don't we just add a seventh week? Y'all would like that, wouldn't you? Uh, and so we went through the introduction, learning that, uh, the way in which churches are perceived, way in which if you go to church, people look differently on, on the church people. The research that has been given is that uh, church is judgmental, hypocrites. That you go to church and all you're going to get is disgust. That the church portrays an unloving culture. And that is a way in which church is being viewed as. And so as a church body, we went through these steps. Number one, our being. Where is our being? Our being is firmly rooted on the cross of Christ. And everything stems from that. We have to get our theology and our practice surrounded by the cross. Because what the cross, what Jesus did there, signifies everything about who we are. And forgiving. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we come here and we are people who are broken. We are people who have uh, been affected by struggles. And we bring those struggles here. And a lot of times, uh, those struggles come out uh, in bitterness. Uh, it comes out in, in strife. And the first things we do is find the closest person and we light into them. And sometimes uh, the church has been known for that. We're not known for our forgiveness uh, serving. We are, the churches are not known for getting out there and serving as much as we could. If Christ really said, get out there and serve, and I'll back you up, what could we do as a congregation? Giving. First thing we don't want to hear from a church is where is our giving going? Because we knew that what we have comes from God and if it's simply in our name, what does God want us to do with that? And so we take a look and, and see what is it that Christ could do in this community, even in the, around the world, 
with what he has and then the going. Our church, our congregation, we understand if we're stagnant, nothing happens. But if we challenge ourselves, if we go out, things happen. And we go out with the, the word of the Lord with us. And so this morning, uh, the church has been in the news, hasn't it? The church has been in the news, uh, unfortunately, in, in, in ways in which um, you probably watch with horror. Uh, as you saw this uh, from Paris, France, this is the, the cathedral of uh, Notre, Notre Dame or Notre Dame. Uh, and you watched not being able to do anything. You watched as the roof burned. Uh, and so this came to mind. This shot, this picture right here is something you will never see again. You will never see again. Uh, it will be built, but it will be built different. Uh, and so uh, I just kind of have to, to take a look at, at these pictures uh, and see the destruction in this congregation, but also ask... Um, about where it's going, what it signifies. Uh, coming out of seminary 10 years ago, uh, we learned as pastors that in Europe, as general, in Europe, only 5% of the population attends church on Sunday morning. 5% of a con How many people are in church when only 5% of the population's in church? Is there a lot of people there? Few people? In Notre Dame, we, we, if, I, if my memory serves me correct, uh, a church like Notre Dame, there's more tourists in a cathedral like this on a Sunday morning than there are people from that, that area. And so no, yeah, we, we've heard a lot about um, uh, people going to uh, Paris, and this is the number one tourist place in that. The problem is, what has church become? Is it a, a tourist stop, uh, or is it, is it a place where people come together? Uh, and so we're beginning to, to wonder and, and, and kind of be concerned of what the church has, has, has grown into. Uh, is it something where, where people can, can come? And uh, even this morning, a lady was leaving, and, and she had come with so many burdens. And she came here finally hearing after all these years about what Christ had done for her. And so she had to talk to someone. And, and it was amazing. It was awesome. That someone finally got it. The church is here because we're all wounded. And so uh, it, going forward in, in what we're going to be studying, what we're going to be learning, how we're going forward as a congregation, not just this week, because this week uh, across the, the country, churches are full. Churches are full, but what about next week? What about the week after that? The church, uh, as is its DNA, its DNA is such that... Christ brings us together with all our differences, with all our hurts, with all the funny characteristics that go into who we are. In order that, the result is we're meshing together. Even in our pain, our anger, we hear the message of who Jesus is. And so that means something for us today. And so that changes a community. It changes a state. It changes uh, the country, uh, don't believe me, there's research done. And, and I want you to hear this next clip, this video. And I hope you guys take it to heart. Uh, this guy did a lot of research. His name is Dr. Evans. Uh, listen to him for, for me right now. Back when communist China was a deadly enemy of the Western democracies, the United States and so forth, the 
Chinese communists did a study. What makes the West so strong? They wanted to figure it out so they could bring it down. Now that's back in the old bad days in the 70s. And they discovered, you know what it is? It's the Christian faith. And if we're ever going to destroy the West, we've got to destroy that. Isn't that interesting? All the research that's been done has given light to what has made this country strong is the Christian faith. The Christian faith. And so as the research goes, when the faith leaves, so does the strength of the, the community and the country. And so as a, as, as a people here, as, as a as a country, can we really say that we're focused on what God has for us? Are we focused on, on the red letters that Jesus gave to us so many years ago to live out by, to live every day knowing every single moment we wake up, we go through life, we do so in, in the name of Jesus Christ? Do we also go out from here knowing full well that what Christ did for us on that cross is something that we cannot accomplish, therefore resting fully on Christ's death, therefore we have been giving amazing things that overflow, and it is simply that overflow that spills out to the community and to the rest of the world. So if that is Christ's message for us, what, what can uh, the congregation do? What are we stopping for? The question is, where's, where are we going? Where are we going? If Christ has given us this much love, uh, I want us, uh, if you would, read this with me from Luke chapter 24. And Jesus said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. I heard an account uh, this last two months that Jesus said these certain things uh, would not, uh, he would not come back unless these certain things uh, would be fulfilled. And I heard someone say that uh, all the things that Jesus said would have to be uh, done before he comes back, he said by 2025, they could all be done. By 2025, we're six years away from fulfilling what Jesus said. If that's the case, if that's the case, that he comes back tonight. Is the church ready? And the church saying, we have done what you have said. Or do we need to say, Jesus, I need to live by your word and your red letters are something I live out by. Because if you can change those, those 11 guys that were around you that really didn't listen, that didn't get it at first, Lord God, if you can change those guys, I am the second most stubborn person right behind them. And if you can change me into something that's better than I am now, what is it that the Lord cannot accomplish here, here on this earth? And we can go away from here not thinking that this is a one-time deal, but this congregation opens its, its lives, its hearts to its community and starts living out the red letters of love. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, uh, we don't know what's going to happen next in our lives. We don't even know what's going to happen the rest of the day. Lord God, help us see that, Lord God, everything that you gave us to set us out to do, Lord God, we are not simply robots, 
but we are people struggling with what it is in life that gets in the way. So many times we have not cleared uh, what has been heaped upon us. So bitterness is, is, has been creeping in in our lives. So many times it's, it's easier to get angry rather than say, the Lord, you can help me through this struggle. Sometimes uh, we struggle with family. Sometimes we struggle with work. Lord God, help us understand that, Lord God, there is not a single situation that you are not on the sidelines. Lord God, you are going through every step of the way with us. Send your Holy Spirit even more, Lord, that, Lord God, even as you have told us to do, may we take your name, your free gift, your love, to the world around us. In your son's name we pray. Amen.